Okay, so we are going to pick up on that Yud Beis Amud Beis on the top. Yud Beis Amud Beis, the top, the third line from the top. Um, there's that at the end of the line. Amar of Yehuda Amar So we know, just to remind ourselves, um, in order for a keli to be mekabel tuma midaraisa, at least, um, it needs to have a base kibble. It has to have some kind of a receptacle that can hold something, like a cup, a bowl. A spoon has some kind of a base kibble. A straight kind of item, it's still a kli, uh, like a, for example, a wooden stick, not just a stick that you find outside in the woods, but something usable, but it doesn't have a receptacle in it. It's called pshute kli h, flat wooden utensils, which are not rice or not mekabotoma. Um, so, you know, you can't use anything that's mekabotuma for schach. So let's say sechacha bechitin zucharim. If you use schach of arrow, chitin means the shaft of the arrow, zucharim, the male side of it. So remember, we talked about this that the arrow, you have the, the shaft, the stick of the arrow is called the shaft, and then you have the arrowhead, the point on the end. So it attaches using, using what we call a zuchar nekeva attachment, the male female, like a seatbelt, right? One side goes into the other side. You have the protrusion that goes out and into the opening. In the other side, so you could have you could either have have that the shaft of the arrow is the zohar, and that has the protrusion that goes into an opening in the arrowhead, or vice versa, where the shaft of the arrow that has the hole, and the arrowhead has the protrusion that then would go into the arrow. So that's zohar nekeva. So amar amar vidamar If you use chach with the arrow with the Shaft of the arrow that are the zachar. So they have the thing sticking out, the protrusion sticking out. So kashera, that's kosher for schach, because there's no base kibble there. Right? It's the zachar side of it, so there's no base kibble, so it's not mekabal tumas. You could use that for schach. Binikevos, but if you use, if the, if the arrow, if the shaft of the arrow is the nekeva side, if it has the, the opening, and therefore there's a, that's a base kibble, therefore psula, so that would be possible. You cannot use that for schach. So now the Gemara is just going to ask, that seems pretty obvious because we know the rules of, of Tuma. We know if there's a base kibble, then it's a problem. If there's no base kibble, it's not a problem. So why does the Rav have to tell this to us? So the Gemara says, Abshita, this should be, uh, so the Gemara says, Zecharim Kishero, is Zecharim Kishero Abshita. The male side of it, the Zachar side of it, of course, is going to be kosher because Pshita, I understand, because again, there's no base kibble, so there's no reason why it should be possible. It's not Mechabal Tuma. The Gemara says, no, Maudetema, I would have thought to say, the nigs are maybe they made a gazera zacharim atu nekevos. That they made a gazera that you can't use the zachar atu the nekeva because the nekeva side you for sure cannot use. So maybe they made a gazera that you shouldn't be able to use, to use the zachar side either. Kamash Malan, there's no such gazera, and therefore and the zachar is kosher. And then the second half of the memra said the nekeva psula that if the nekeva side will be possible. And again the gemara said pshita that's obvious because again we don't understand. That there's a base kibble there, therefore it's going to be a makabal tumah. Therefore, of course it's possible. So no, Malditema, I would have thought to say, base kibble ha'asli lemalos loshmei kibble. That maybe this base kibble of this arrow is asli lemalos. It's going to be filled in and stay filled in, um, because you're going to put the arrowhead into it, and it's not something you put in and out like a cup or a spoon, like a regular kelly. You think of you fill it up, you empty it. You fill it, you empty it in, in and out. But the this arrow, once you put the arrowhead into the shaft of the arrow, you're not taking it out, it's going to stay there. So base kibble, maybe I would say such a base kibble like that is designed to be filled up and then stay filled up. Maybe it's not called, um, it's not mekabal because it's not really called a base kibble. 
Kamash Mulan, no, it is still, it is still called the Beis Kibul, and therefore it is Mekabal Tuma, and therefore it is no good for Sechach. Um, okay, now the next piece is what the pencils are for, and just a little bit of explanation, education as to how one makes um, flax. Uh, we probably learned this when we learned the uh, Lamtas Malachos. I know, I'm sure a few of us, a lot of us have learned it over the years. Um, so there are three main steps how you get flax from, how you turn flax into linen. It's, the first step is soaking the flax. So they're basically, they're these thick, hard fibers. I am saying I don't really know hundreds of what I'm talking about, but from what I understand, they're these thick, hard fibers that are attached, they're like attached to the stalk of, of wood. So you soak this whole thing in, I don't, I don't think it's regular water, but you soak it to loosen it up. So soaking, the fancy word is redding, R-E-T-T-I-N-G, redding or soaking. That's the first step. The second step, once it's soaked so it gets a little softer, is you beat it with some kind of a tool. You, you, you beat it, which is the fancy word is called scutching, and that loosens it even more and starts to break it off. And then, I think that actually does break it off of the wood, it separates, them, it separates the fibers from the wood. And then the third step is combing or hackling, which is where you actually comb it out, and that really separates the thick fibers from the thin fibers. Um, and that really gets it combed out. So the first step is soaking or redding. Second step is beating it to start to separate it. Then the third step is combing or hackling. Um, so now, for something to be Dover Makabotuma, it's a, a processed item is a Dover Makabotuma. Something that is not processed, a raw piece of wood, right? a raw branch. You take a branch off a tree, it's not Makabotuma, it's a raw piece of wood. If you start shaving it down and sanding it, and now you have, you made it into a, a chair, so then now it's, it's, now it's a keli, right? So it was, at, what, at what point does something become, at what point does it switch over from being a raw piece of wood to being a processed piece of useful keli that now is Makabotuma? So we're going to discuss over here with the flax. At what point in this process does it go from being a raw piece of flax, which would be fine for a schach, to becoming a finished product of linen, which of course is no good for schach. But there's a few steps in the middle. So at what point does it change over from being basically raw, unprocessed, and therefore kosher for schach? To at what point does it become processed and therefore possible for schach? So. Yeah, once it's pro- something that's been processed. But even though it's not being, it doesn't have. It didn't even turn into like a right. a baguette or anything. Yeah, like um, something I saw the lashon. It also had a malacha done to it. Was the lashon I saw in Rashi? And I actually, I saw it there. I wanted to underline it, and I forgot. I think it's on the previous Amud even somewhere. It was like sort of snuck in somewhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I believe it was something something that didn't have a malacha done to it, which I think in English to say wasn't processed. Yeah. Uh, right, it doesn't have a base kibble. Yeah, yeah. I know, I was wondering that, and I don't have a 100% answer, but again, Pshute Kliyates, it has some level of, of Mikabal Tumma, even though we just said by the arrows that it's not Mikabal Tumma. I don't have a clear answer on that. So, try <laughs> <laughs> Um Okay, so let's see the one. So, Omar Rabba Barabchana, Omar Rabbi Yochanan. If a person puts chach with anite pishton, combed flax, so there's probably the first time you could use your pencil, combed flax, um, which obviously we said that's the third step. First you soak it, then you beat it, then you comb it. So here, if you're going to put chach with combed flax, and I'll just point out, I don't see, the Rashi doesn't say it, but 
I see the art scroll and the share I was listening to all throw in the word bundles of combed flax. I don't know why it has to be that way, but that's how I heard the share. I mean, again, that's what the art scroll says, but I don't see the word bundles in here, but for completeness sake. Maybe it would just blow away. Uh, maybe. Right, I was thinking that. Maybe just for practical purposes. Yeah, I don't think it really matters, but if you're using bundles or if you're using combed flax, it's possible. Again, combed is the third step. First you soak it, then you beat it, then you comb it. So by the time you're combing it, you now have very nice linen threads. So that's processed, that's possible for psula, that's possible for schach. Nothing, nothing with the fact that it's a bundle. Correct. I don't, right. It's nothing to do with being a bundle. Correct. It's nothing to do with being a bundle, but it just happens to be this year. I was listening to and the arts world all say bundles, but that's not what I focus over here. Yeah. I'll just say no. Uh, Rashi says uh, onits. The son onits. That was the Gemara. Yeah, I need to say, right. So the Os Zion says that it's adudas. Oh, I did not, I did not see that. Of Zion, the rich Rishta, where's that? Uh, the, under, it goes with yeah. Agudas Pishta Manupat. Okay, there you go. Agudas with Tiyunim. Right, a, it was a bundle. Okay, thank you very much. Agudas with Tiyunim and Of Zion points out that it's an Aguda, that it's a bundle. Agudas with Tiyunim in the inner margin on the Zion towards the bottom. Yeah, Agudas <coughs> Pishta Manupat. A bundle of combed flax. Thank you very much. Yeah, the inner margin, yeah. Okay. Manupas means um, combed. Doesn't it mean uh, spun? Spun. Uh, so like, like it's true. Right. is spun. That's true. But at that point, right? I think it's the same concept. It's basically you're, it's the end of the process. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 basically done. You now have linen fibers. You're, you're, you don't have raw flax. This is very. It's gone through the entire process. It's now completely done. So absolutely, that's fossil for schach. The stalks of pishtan, if you put schach using the hutzne pishtan, which is the stalks, which is the raw, you know, right straight out of the tree, whatever, I don't know exactly how it grows, but the, the stalk, the actual stalk with the, everything still attached, kasher, that's kosher, because that's, that's raw material. Okay, so we've, we've covered, the, the last step is after it's combed, it's possible. We understand that. The first step, hutzne, when it's a raw stalk, it's kosher. Good. Now, what about behushni? Hushni Pishtan. Hushni Pishtan, I'll just translate it as partially processed. I don't have a better translation. I don't have any translation except for partially processed. Um, flax? Any of that. I don't know. So Rabbi Barbar is quoting Rabbi Yochanan and saying, I know Rabbi Yochanan said that the combed flax is possible. I know Rabbi Yochanan said that the hutzni, uh, the, the stalks of flax are kosher. And Rabbi Yochanan did, and I don't know what Rabbi Yochanan said about Partially uh, processed in the middle in the middle stage. Um, so that's why I keep getting Rashi even says, and I, and I always get, keep getting confused. So one second. Um, no, he's confused. There's actually going to be uncertain both. Rabbi Yochanan, was, Rabbi Yochanan wasn't sure. Right. Rabbi Yochanan himself wasn't sure. Rabbi Yochanan himself wasn't sure. But now the Gemara is going to say we don't even know what, what that means. But yeah, this means Rabbi Yochanan himself wasn't sure about the middle stage. Okay, so when it's done, it's puzzle. Before it's when it's raw, it's kosher, and in between, Rabbi Yochanan said any other. And now the Gemara continues. Now, Manashach, how do you want to even define that middle stage? E dayik, if it was beaten, dayik means beaten. Meaning, which that was the second step we said. First it's soaked, then it's beaten, then it's combed. So if it was beaten, so we were up to, you know, completed two steps, the low nuffets, but it's not combed yet. Um, so then you did two out of the three steps. So hushni can't relate. If you call that, um, 
Hushni, that's the partially processed, about which, again, he didn't know how to paskin that anyway. Aval tari, but if it had been soaked, tari means soaked, if it had been soaked, which was the first step, velodaik, but not yet beaten, then hutzni karli, that's already, that's still called hutzni, maybe that is that still called raw? I mean, at what point is it no, no longer called raw? It had the first step done, it was soaked, but it wasn't beaten, so is that still called raw? Hutzni is raw. Hutzni is raw. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Wait, it was stock before. Sorry, Hutzni is a stock. I'm saying that's right, the stock. Hutzni is a stock, which is in its raw state. Um, <coughs> so if it's being soaked but not yet beaten is considered Hutzni, still in that category of a stock, then then I understand. Then then stock we understand is kosher. Oh, Delma, or maybe, or maybe the next, or Delma, maybe Tari, if it's soaked, Velodaik, but it's not even beaten. Nami hushni karli. That's already called hushni, meaning that's already this middle stage, partially processed karli. That's already at that step, and the government doesn't doesn't answer this, but it's just it's just explaining that we don't even know how to define that middle stage. We know when it's a stock, but it's totally raw. It's fine. We know once it's been finished, it's combed out. It's totally not fine. Question is, what about in between? But the in between, there's some gray area there. What is considered in between? Because Excuse me. It's not like there's one process that you either did the process or you didn't do the process. There's a three-step process three over here. So let's say you did one step. You did the, you did the soaking, which you but you didn't do the beating yet. So is that considered still being raw? If it's still raw, then you could use the prashach. Or we say no. You already started the process, so now it's already partially processed. About which Rabbi Yochanan said, I don't know how to pass. So we're not even sure if that's the suffix or if that's still considered. Um, Totally raw, which you could use for stock, or is it, or is that maybe that is still raw and it only becomes partially processed uh, hushni after the second step where it's been beaten? So that that's something where it's ending off. And again, we don't have an answer for this, but just understand what the Gemara is saying. There's the three steps: soaking, beating, and combing. At which point is it considered um, it that, that, that right? At which point does it is it no longer considered a stock that now it's in this gray area that we're not sure about?